Lights, action, performance. It's time to showcase yourself with us. It's the Entertainment Biz Podcast. So we're joined on the podcast today from Eloise Cates, who's a musician. Hello, nice to have you here. Hi, thank you for having me. So, first of all then, describe your music to us in a couple of words. Uh, indie folk pop, <laughs> I think. Good. Okay. Yes. Now, I've heard a couple of your songs as well, and uh, one of those songs that we will put on this podcast is called uh, Way Again, which kind of, when I listened to it, kind of reminded me of Clannad, haunting, very relaxing, very healing kind of thing. Is this where you kind of focus yourself a little bit? Yeah, so um, recently I've sort of gone a lot more back to the roots of um, just acoustic kind of music rather than overproducing and just focusing on keeping the lyrics really honest and telling stories. Um, I think sonically, um, that acoustic vibe with all dreamy harmonies and reverb is um, the route that I'm sort of going down at the moment with other projects I'm working on at the moment. How did you discover music first of all then? Um, so I, I've grown up in quite a musical family. Uh, my mum played the saxophone and piano. Uh, and my dad as well played the piano. So I was always surrounded by music. And so naturally, as a, as a child, I used to sort of tinkle on the piano and sing along in the car. Um, and it was in secondary school um, when I was choosing my options that I realised that I really enjoyed music. And at about 14, it was then that I started trying to write my own songs. And um, it just grew from there, really. And now um, it's it's just my biggest passion in life now where do you want to see yourself going then what can you see yourself doing um hopefully um I'd love to be able to once we're allowed to do more live shows and just to work with lots of other artists that I met when I was at uni um and just just keep releasing music and trying to um share my art with as many people as I can Okay, well, let's go back just let's go back just a little bit then. So you were fourteen, you chose your options. You obviously must have chosen GCSE music to start with. Yeah, is music to you your voice only, or do you play another instrument? Um, so I actually play a few. Um, I started first of all with piano, and I didn't actually start singing till I was about thirteen, fourteen, and I just um, joined my school choir. Um, and it was then that I started trying to properly sing. But I also taught myself um, guitar um, and I'm learning the banjo and the violin at the moment as well. So it's a work in progress. So I'm just trying to pick up as many instruments as I can. So not the saxophone then? like your no, no, unfortunately, she sold it now, um, but she did play it um, back in the day. But yeah. And do you accompany yourself when you sing? Yeah, always. Um, I once was lucky, lucky enough to play with some of my friends at uni in a band. Um, but even then, I, I had my guitar with me. I just feel a lot more comfortable behind my guitar or behind the piano. Um, you can kind of hide a little bit um, behind another instrument. And it's not so scary when you're performing. Yeah, it's like a little bit of a comfort blanket. For yeah, you. exactly, exactly. Although to me, I'd go, let alone not being able to sing, I can't play the <laughs> piano. So there's two things that could go dr- drastically wrong, I think. <laughs> so you, so you, you did your GCSEs and everything. During this spell, you must have had singing lessons. Well, I, I didn't actually start having any kind of lessons until I went to college. So I went to um, Farnborough Sixth Form. 
And the course I did there, um, part of the course was that they gave us um, lessons to go alongside it. Um, so I did music performance there. So it wasn't until I was about 16, 17 that I had any kind of proper training. <laughs> and I, I learned a lot. I definitely learned a lot um, during those two years. What did your teacher say about your voice then when you'd been singing for a few years with no training and you rocked up at your first lesson? Um, I think she said that I had quite a good range, which was nice, but my my breath support was terrible. So I learned a lot about how to properly um, support my voice when I was singing. So you were at, you were at college or wherever. Were you an envy of all your friends around you because you had that star quality that you could sing? Um, I, I didn't think I was really envious. I, I think at college, it was just really inspiring being surrounded by so many other musicians. Um, so I think it was more of a positive thing. And everyone as well was just so supportive of each other. And every break time, we'd sort of jam out or um, work on producing songs. So it was just a really, really lovely atmosphere. Um, and it, every um, every place I've been so at college, at uni, it's always just been more support than anything else. What were the sort of things they were teaching you at uh, college then? Um, so just stage confidence, stage presence, um, as well how to improve our craft and our technique on um, our chosen instruments and how to write as well. Um, a little bit about songwriting as well, which was really um, useful. Um, some of our assignments were to create different styles of music. Um, what would you do then? Would you um, start with the words or the music? when you're writing it's always different it, it's always different every time um so usually i when i write i sit down with my lyric book and my guitar or, or the piano and um i just sort of jam around and play some random chords and just sort of see if what i play sounds nice and then once i get something that i like i'll just keep playing it i'm repeating it and i put my voice memos on record um, on my phone and literally just improvise either a melody and sometimes random lyrics come out but then sometimes I have to go back and then I think about what sort of mood that the um, music I've played um, portrays and then from there I think about what I could write it about and try and either write about something that's happened to me or create a narrative and a storyline and then work from there um, so I'd say Probably more more times I start with the music and then the lyrics, but then occasionally I'll just be sort of doing anything in everyday life and I get this random idea, so I have to quickly jot it down on my phone and then I try and then improvise that over a melody, over um, some chords. So it, it, it varies. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of the things you wrote down on some of the things in your phone? Have you used any of these? Um, I have. It's it's quite a mess when I when I go into my notes I just have hundreds and hundreds of random things and sometimes I look back and I think what on earth was I trying to write down there I don't know what that quite means um but sometimes I um I scroll through and one of my more recent tracks um on piano called The Reason I actually um had recorded a voice memo about two years prior to writing it just of the piano and when I re-listened, I realised that was actually quite good. So I tried then to write the lyrics and it took it took two years to finish that song because I forgot I'd forgotten that I'd had this voice memo. Um so then I wrote a song from it. Do so, any of these things that you've wrote down have a theme? Is there a theme that you kind of go down? Um 
quite a lot of my songs do sort of cover uh, mental health. So sort of um, either struggling with it or just trying to be positive about things. So in way again, I talk about, um, I might not know where I'm going right now, but I, I know that I can believe myself and that I'll be able to find the right path sort of again. So I think that's one thing I do talk about in a few of my songs. I think it's really important to look after, especially at the moment, to make sure um, that people are looking after mental health. So that's one yeah. thing. So it's kind of autobiographical. Yeah, most of my songs are um, always based on something that's happened um, in the hopes that someone else might be going through the same and that they can maybe relate to what I've written about. It's an ability to kind of support somebody through your music as well. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. So moving on, you've gone off to university. And where did you go? So I went to um, ACM, so the Academy of Contemporary Music, and I went to the Guildford campus. Okay. And um, just recently left, haven't you? What happened during and how did your singing and your performance mature during that time? So it was only a two year degree. So it was all so fast. And of course, um, in my final year, um, it felt like it got a little bit cut short because we weren't able to go in during the pandemic. But um, I think that just by being around other musicians and focusing solely on that and nothing else for two years, um, it just helped me sort of mature a little bit with my songwriting and think more about different ways to write lyrics and different um, ways to produce um, because I, I produce the majority of my um, tracks as well myself. So they taught us a lot about that and how to get the right mix and what levels to do and how to master it and, and a little bit about music business as well. So it was it was all a big mix of things, um, really, but it all helped um, with getting the knowledge to sort of create my own music. So you say um, talking about music business, um, what they were teaching how to not get caught in traps and things. Exactly. Yeah. So I remember in my first year, um, we did a lot on about how to spot very bad things in contracts and how not to get caught in a trap. I know there's a lot of um, major artists now that are facing a lot of issues with um, owning rights to their songs. So for example, Taylor Swift, I know she's recording um, all of her old albums again, because um, she doesn't own them. They got brought out. Um, so it sort of just shows that you need to really be careful um, because it, it can seem really exciting getting these massive offers, but sometimes there's really small little prints that might just catch you out. So that's very helpful. Yeah. It's really good to hear that you actually get taught that as a lesson because, you know, we've, we talked to uh, a few singer songwriters and they, that's something that they say they, they've been caught out in the past and things like that. So mm -hmm. have the ACM, which is really well regarded, isn't it, as a music university. Um, actually teaching that as a um, skill that's fantastic isn't it you've had a lot of well-known successful performers go through there haven't you yes um yeah so I, from what I know I think Ed Sheeran might have gone there for a few weeks for some sort of short course and um I've heard heard that maybe I think Matt from the 1975 might have gone there um but yeah quite a lot of well-known oh and my my favourite country band, The Shires. Um, I know their lead singer Chrissy went there. So <laughs> and they had um on the wall at ACM they have these um pictures of people that have been there and theirs was there in the in like the sort of sitting area. So I always just see that before my lectures. So that was 
pretty encouraging to know. So you, you, you got all excited about the Shires. They are phenomenal. I would agree with you on that. Yes. <laughs> so they obviously have influenced you. Oh, 100%. Um, it was actually my mum that found them. Um, I don't know how she found them on the internet one day. She was like, oh, you've got to listen to the, this band, Eloise. They're really, really good. And um, I think that must have been in about 2014. So just right when I started really getting into music. And ever since then, I've just followed their journey and... Who knows, maybe one day I'll be able to write with them. Well, if you know the singer. I don't know her, but she went to um, ACM to meet me. Yeah, that's a good old thing, isn't it? <laughs> What's it like having your mum and dad support? Um, it's, it's, really, it's really, really lovely. So, um... I live with, at the moment, my mum and my stepdad, and they are really, really, really supportive of everything I do. And it's, yeah, it's really lovely. I'm very lucky to have such amazing parents. So going back to when you were a child, can you remember one of your first songs that you ever heard? Oh, oh that, that is, it might have been a nursery rhyme, um, but <laughs> I think the first sort of... The first or, song, or song you went... Yes, I love that. I think it, it might have been easy. Um, it always used to play in the car. Um, I absolutely love that song. That's why I'm easy. I'm easy like Sunday morning. Yeah. That's why I'm easy. Either like Sunday morning. Just the piano and oh, it's just so lovely. I love that song. <laughs> I think it might be that one. So that's on your playlist. Would uh, would that be on your playlist? Oh yeah, that's on, that's on my that's on my driving playlist. <laughs> so you get to, you get to, through university through the pandemic and um, just before we decided we started the interview, you were saying your last university outing. Where was that? So I was lucky enough to go to the Brits with my uni um, in, in February last year, um, which was an amazing experience. And it's just it's just so crazy to think that all those people there um, in that O2 arena, um, especially so close to before the pandemic hit. But that's the last sort of big uh, musical event I went to, which was really what exciting. Was that? What was that like? <sighs> Honestly, the whole night is a, it's kind of a blur just because I was so excited. But I remember, I remember that um, I cried at a few of the performances just because they were really good. Um, so um, Harry, when Harry Styles performed, he performed Fooling. And I think the, th the three girls I was sitting next to, all of us got a little bit teary-eyed just because live music it can just be so powerful. Um, so... That was an amazing experience to be able to go to. Uh, so, Sarah, a really good one to go out on a high and not be able to go out again for another year. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I always look back and think to myself that one day, hopefully, things will get back to how they were. No, they will do. They will do. You'll be standing on the Brit stage receiving an award and somebody who's in ACM will be coming along and looking at you crying. <laughs> I think, oh, fingers crossed. That would be amazing. That, that would be, be amazing. Yeah. 
So you've had a difficult time, haven't you, this year? Because there's been no gigs to go to, no live anything to do, apart from maybe anything online. Have you done any online performing? Um, yeah, so I did a, a few live streams with um, a little Instagram page called um, ZB, and I hope I pronounced that right. Um, but I did a few live streams of them, and then I also did one with um, ACM as well, so just live on there page um for, for sort of future students so that they could watch what do you love about performing on stage then i i think the best part is just once you start performing you you, can't, you kind of forget that people are watching you and you get sort of in the zone i was i would say you get in the zone so after the first song i'm gone i'm fine <laughs> um and it's just the reactions after you perform and sort of hearing what people have to say is really encouraging um so after i have performed i I usually get people come up to me and sort of share what they thought and that's just really encouraging as an artist so i think that's my favorite part as well as meeting other performers and listening to um other music as well so you don't get phased at all by that big audience in front of you then i definitely do um i definitely do at first and you can always tell i'm a little bit shaky at first but um when you look up and they're all smiling at you, then it's it's all okay. <laughs> you you just you know I've, I'm you know performing on stage myself. You know it's you just get that buzz, you get that rush, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just always try and turn any nervousness into excitement, um, and just say to myself, "I'm not nervous. I'm excited. I'm fine. I'm fine." And then usually that helps. Just sort of get over that stage fright. So what would be your favourite? If you had to, right, I'm going to put this to you. If you had to perform with a couple of artists or whatever, who would you choose? I'll give you the choice of two other artists that you could perform with on stage. Who would you choose? Oh, can they, do they have to be really well known? No, 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 not necessarily. But explain the the story behind them and to the people that are listening to this. Um, So I think I'd love to perform with one of my friends, Luke White. Um, him and I are working on a track at the moment as well um, together and I just think we have a really similar vibe and we met at uni and it just would be lovely to perform with a friend and then secondly um, I'd love to um, maybe support the Shires one day Um, as I mentioned I I love them I think they're great their music is so it's really cool and country is sort of like my guilty pleasure I love country music and I think that's where a lot of my influence comes from so I'd have to say them that's my second yeah. act. That's a good call. I, I know that they have performed at G Live, haven't they, recently? Yes, maybe, yeah. They live maybe around, relatively around here, because they do quite often perform in the south of the country. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where they live, but um, I've seen, I have seen them at G Live. Um, last time they performed there, I was there. So, yeah. So what is it you want to be doing then, moving on? We're coming out, hopefully, of lockdown reasonably soon fingers crossed have you got any dates in the diary to perform anywhere not yet not yet but um hopefully I can get back into playing um some open mics and then from there usually other opportunities come up so hopefully I'll just be able to in summer when we're allowed fingers crossed um just perform more and then I can travel to some of my friends who live a bit further away and we can actually write with each other in person rather than on Zoom. Um, it's really hard to harmonise on Zoom. It's, it always goes out of time. So that would be lovely. 
So it's really hard, isn't it? Because the yeah. gaps and the delay is really quite difficult, isn't it? How are you yeah. keeping yourself occupied then in in this lockdown time? So um, I was I was training to teach, um, but I recently um, stopped doing that. So that was that was quite recently that I stopped. So that's what I was doing, um, as well as sort of writing when I had spare time. That's what I was doing up till now. Okay. Um, we were lucky enough to listen to your song just before you came on, Way Again. So we'd like to play that a little bit later. What's the story be- behind that? So I wrote this, I think it was in, in last summer, um, sort of July, August time. And with everything happening with the pandemic, I just felt really unsure about the future and really what was happening. So I just sort of started playing on my guitar, um, this sort of plucking pattern. And, and then from that, I I started writing the lyrics about how I was feeling at the time. And just about that, um, one of the lyrics is, if I'm lost, I know I'll find my way again. So basically saying that I don't really know what's going on right now, but um, I know that I will one day and everything will, will make sense sort of thing. And I just wanted it to sort of, not be a sad song, sort of a reflective song, just um, to hopefully give people some hope and to enjoy listening to. Well, it's a great little story you got there. So uh, if anyone wants to access your music, uh, where is it available? So um, it should be on most streaming services and I'm just called Eloise Kate on everything pretty much. Apart from um, Instagram and Facebook, it's Eloise Kate Music. Um, but it's just Eloise Kate and everything. And before we go today, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Would you introduce your song for us? Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to speak to you both. Um, and um, this is Way Again by me, Eloise Kate. <laughs> thank you. Find my heart in the river. Thank you.
Thanks for listening. We very much hope you've been entertained. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page at Entertainment UK. You'll find all our podcasts at buzzpodcast.co.uk.